this is the show getting ranked. It's alright, there's no need for thanks. Choosing who's good and who's tanked. These are our decisions, we take them to the bank. Deciding who's number one, it'll be fun. Decide your victor, pick it up. Take us on the run. Tempe's your host from coast to coast. Here with great guests, not trying to brag or boast. So sit back and be impressed. Leave it up to us to do the rest. Listen up, it'll be a blast. Sit back and enjoy the Getting Ranked podcast. Welcome to Getting Ranked, a podcast where we determine who stands above the rest, who's number one, who gets tattooed on your chest. Um, tonight we are doing a mini mode, and we will be talking about a topic that I enjoy, a topic that I will probably have other guests on to do other mini modes, and that topic is Perfect Tens. Joining me now, as always, uh, my co-host, Reggie. How you doing? I'm doing just fine, yourself? I'm doing great. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right, we're going to get right into it. We're going to make this quick. As always, we start off with an icebreaker, because if we didn't start with an icebreaker, who would we be? Now, you get to build a perfect 10 breakfast, what all is included. And I'll give you this caveat. You don't get full. Okay. Uh, on this one, I'm going to take out diet, dietary restrictions and all that jazz, and yep, yep. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to have some sort of strawberry yogurt to start with, um, and that's because I'm waiting on my waffles to chocolate chip waffles. Uh, there's going to be whipped cream and uh, cherries on top, of course. Um, scrambled eggs, uh, bacon, um, I'm going to have toast, too, as well. What type of and, toast? Oh, uh, just regular toast, you know, that I'm going to throw some butter and jam on. Um, and um, that's probably going to be, oh, orange juice, of course. Endless uh, orange juice. And I might throw some cranberry juice. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it'll be there just in case I, I want it. But uh, that's probably my perfect breakfast. I love it. Uh, my perfect breakfast is a little different, but not too different. Um, first off, I want a buttermilk biscuit, like a big, fat, southern buttermilk, uh, buttermilk biscuit um, with just butter. That's it. Just butter. Butter and maybe actually butter and strawberry jam. I do want some of that. Yeah, I was about to say, you psychopath. How are you not going to put some jam on her biscuit? Well, I mean, if it's a good biscuit, it doesn't need jam, to be honest. Oh, no, it does. It always needs jam. Uh, but I'm also going to have a side of grits. I'm going to have Whoa, a... whoa, whoa. Time out. Flag on the play. What did you just say you were going to have? A side of grits. When do you eat grits? This is new to me. This is not new. It's for like 20 years now. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is news. No, dude. Listen, I'm flabbergasted. Shrimp and grits is one of my favorite meals. Breaking news. Jonathan likes grits. Listen, I eat grits at work. I have a pack at work. I have a pack here at home. Always got that shit. Got to have your grits. Um, I'm going to have a bowl of strawberries and blueberries and blackberries. You can hold the raspberries. Uh, I'm going to have scrambled eggs with onions and cheddar cheese, sharp cheddar cheese. I'm going to have bacon and sausage links, not patties. Uh, maybe, uh, probably one, one link, one kielbasa, two strips of bacon. I think that's enough meat. You know what's funny about sausage? I don't normally like sausage like that's not my that's not my jam but 
I do like a sausage link. I don't I don't know why that is. Well, you get a sausage link that's cooked where it's crispy but still juicy on the inside. Ooh, ooh. Especially if you get like a red hot. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have, for my drinks, orange juice, a strawberry smoothie, maybe a strawberry banana smoothie with some pineapple. Ooh. And I'm with you about the waffles. Although, I'm doing um, chocolate chip waffles with whipped cream and strawberries. And cherries. Mm. Uh-huh. And last but not least, mimosas, man. You gotta have that mimosa. Yeah, I should have added some sort of daiquiris to my, my perfect breakfast now that I think about it. Um, yeah, so I'm just gonna add all kinds of daiquiri, fruit daiquiris and stuff that's like that. Daiquiri bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, that's a perfect 10 breakfast. Uh, if I can eat through most of it, or all of it, I can just go lay on the beach and just sleep. Get that itis. Get that itis! But enough of our icebreaker. Let's get into our general discussion. So now, let us begin. Reg, what is your personal description of a perfect 10? I guess a perfect 10 is really one where you can... I think it's one where you can hand wave just once. Like, it doesn't have to... Like, the perfect 10 isn't necessarily perfect, perfect... Because I don't think anything is perfect, perfect. Like, there's some... You can always improve something, you know. That's just my opinion. But for the most part, a perfect 10 is uh, like a 9.99998 or something. You know, you're rounding up. So, like, a perfect 10 is just something that is just wonderful. And, like, there's not much that you can take away from it. And it is just wonderful. It makes you happy to, you know, be a part of it or experience it or, or anything like that. That sounds perfect. Uh, for me, my description's a little bit different. Um, I would say a perfect 10 is an event, a thing, of uh, an experience that is, if you were to repeat it a hundred times, it wouldn't get old. Or you'd still enjoy it. You know, I, I think there are lots of meals that I could have that are pretty good, but you know, I wouldn't want to eat it 25 times or 50 times. My perfect 10 meal, like I'd eat that shit every day or my perfect 10 concert i'd listen to, i'd see it if you told me that was the only concert i could see again i'd probably be just about okay with it that's a pretty good description for me like i do agree that there you know there's always room for for improvement because which doesn't take away from like a perfect 10 it just means that that's also a perfect 10 the improvement so yeah that's what a perfect 10 is for me I think part of it is that it has to be – that it can be applied universally to different topics. Like I think that's what makes a good definition of a perfect 10. You know, If it has to change or if there are elements that make it – I don't know how I even want to say it. If elements that where it's like if it only works in this situation, then I don't think it's a perfect 10. Hmm. Can you think of one of the first like you know perfect 10 moments of your life where you were like, this is as good as it gets. I could die now and just be fine. Mm. You know what? The first thing that comes to mind, and I'm sure there are others that I'll probably think about and mention later, but I guess the first thing that really comes to mind is um, Carrie Strug in the Olympics. Oh, very nice. Uh, that vault. I mean, we w- watched it as lo- you know live, and she was injured, and she ran down and just perfect ex- execution landed on a you know on a broken leg not a broken leg but you know injured and just killed it It was like that is just that's what competition is all about that's what 
you know, sports is all about. And like that was just a amazing moment to, to be able to watch and, and behold. So I, I think that's like a perfect moment. That's the perfect time. I like that. Um, I do sort of agree. I definitely think that was a perfect 10, not just perfect 10 moment, but it was like a perfect 10 experience where you're watching the U.S. women come back against the then uh, last year of the uh, I think it was the last year was the Soviet Union, right? With their unified team or whatever they were called. Yeah, I think so. I have to look it up, but yeah. But yeah, just seeing her land on one foot, you know, present to the judges and then just basically not be able to walk off like you were just like holy shit and she fell on her first fault uh yeah that that was definitely a perfect 10 moment wow that's that's crazy man i'm trying to think of what one of my earliest one is now because i asked you this question even think about it myself um i'm sure there were some earlier perfect 10 moments than this but um i think one of the best moment perfect 10 moments i can think of is uh being in Okinawa, do you remember the place Akuma uh-huh. on North Side Island? I remember we spent a whole day like traveling around the island and and you know going to the beach and going to restaurants and it was getting dark and I just remember being like, "Are we gonna? Go? It's, we're gonna get home so late." And uh, our parents drove us onto this beautiful resort called Akuma and. You and I had a room. It was a suite, but we basically had a room to ourselves. Our parents had a room to ourselves. And we spent, like, the rest of that weekend, because I think it was a Friday night. And we spent the rest of the weekend in this already living in paradise, but yet being inside of paradise, like an inception paradise. And I remember we went out for meals. There was a military base. We went to the officer's club where there was just, like, I got some of the most amazing fried rice and way too many daiquiris. And I just remember when we left that place being like, I don't know that it gets better than this. It does, but, and it did. (laughs) Yeah, but at the time. (laughs) At the time, you're like, this is perfect. If I had to keep groundhogging this bitch these three days, I'd do it. It wouldn't feel bad. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into some stuff, man. What are some of your favorite perfect tens? And I gave you a whole list of different things. uh, But give me some of your categories that you enjoy and some of the specific perfect tens inside of them um i'm a big movie buff fan so like there are a lot of like perfect 10 movies for me um and and on that list i would put up um last of mohicans uh that's like a perfect 10 to me that movie is phenomenal yeah it is um old boy the original i think is you know it blew my mind and every time i watch it, it still blows my mind Rogue One, which I think is the best Star Wars movie of all time. Boo. I watch that all the time. Um, Get Out uh, is up there. And then Lucky Number 11, which is not like the best movie in the world. Like objectively, I would say it's an 8, maybe 8-5. But to me, it's a perfect 10 because I just love a good revenge movie. And it has so much heart. And I just love all the people in it, like Josh Hartnett, um... Morgan Freeman, Lucy Liu, like, it's such a good movie, it's such a fun movie, so, like, that's a perfect 10 to me. I love it. For movies, being a movie uh, guy, not quite the movie buff that you are, um, I have a lot of perfect 10 movies, 
obviously seeing so many of them, but I also have some Perfect Ten movie moments. Um, like the speech at the end of Blade Runner. Like that is that little... That's a great movie. I don't know if it's a Perfect Ten movie for me, but that speech at the end is just beautiful and amazing and perfection as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, where the android is talking about all the things he's seen, the experiences he's... I've seen things you people wouldn't even believe. Like, it's such an important... That, that's another one of my, my Perfect Ten movies, Blade Runner. Mm, Blade Runner gets better as it goes along, but the beginning is... Yeah. Not yeah, that's not it. It's just not... It's not quite Perfect Ten for me. Um, but... To get back into food, because I feel like food is one place where I can discern, like, a real Perfect Ten. I think about, like, um, snacks that are, like, Perfect Tens for me. Sunflower seeds would have been on there a while ago, but I eat the seeds whole, and that, that, that wears on your stomach after a while, evidently. Um, but for me, uh, being a guy living in Boston for the last decade or so, being a fan of the Red Sox for longer than that, um, if you're at the ballpark in the middle of, say, June when it's not too hot yet, a nice Fenway Frank with, with mustard and ketchup, come at me, is amazing. It's just... It tastes like summer. That is one of my favorite snacks to get. Uh, but I'm also a big fan of um, Cheez-Its, man. If I got thrown into a spaceship with a shitload of Cheez-Its, I'd be like, fuck, well, it's not so bad, Cheez-Its. I can't believe you're saying Cheez-Its are a perfect time. Dude, Cheez-Its uh, uh, after, are... After the Fenway thing, um, just... Che- extra, to be exact, extra crispy uh, cheddar Cheez-Its are phenomenal. I dare you to open up some of those things and not eat half of half a box. I dare you. It's just such a weird turn. It's just a weird turn. That's all I'm saying. And one last favorite snack-related, food-related thing. I think my favorite side of all time is Bojangles Dirty Rice. Even more than the various mashed potatoes that exist, because that was what I was looking at first. I would rather have Bojangles Dirty Rice than have any other side. I would rather have Bojangles Dirty Rice than any Thanksgiving side. Okay. That's a perfect time for me. We have just moved into crazy town. I mean, Dirty Rice is great, but it's not better than mashed potatoes. I mean, you're talking about all of Thanksgiving? Dude. I would no. just eat Dirty Rice and turkey. That's it. Okay. Dirty Rice okay. and turkey. Okie dokie. What are some of your snacks or favorite sides? I guess you know I I like some mashed potato. I, I I'm my sides. Um, I'm I'm not really all that, you know. Like I I like sides, but it's not what I'm there for. It's, but like bacon cheddar fries, I think is probably the greatest side of all time. Uh, so yeah, it, whenever I can get some bacon cheddar fries, I, I'm a happy camper. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those. Not quite perfect ten, but when they're good. They're fucking good. One of my, uh, another Perfect Ten category, uh, hobbies. Reading, obviously, is probably my number one Perfect Ten hobby. It's something I've loved to do as a, even as a child. I was that kid who, they were like, read ten books during the summer and you'll get a free pepperoni pizza. And I was like, yo, I read 30, bitch. Yeah. I don't even want the extra pizza. I just want more books. But another great and favorite hobby, and this one is definitely a Perfect Ten, amusement parks. I am at my happiest when I'm at an amusement park. There's nothing like the thrill of 
being scared, of being, of having that adrenaline rush, of going up so high in the air and then rushing back down, looping underwater, looping through ice. You know, amusement parks and roller coaster rides outside of Disney where you have to wait in a thousand lines and or spend a thousand dollars to get um, fast passes. In traditional amusement parks where it's all about the park and not about the bullshit, that's where I'm, that's a perfect ten hobby for me. That's fair. That's fair. Hobbies, uh, for me, a perfect ten hobby is hiking. Just being out in nature. There's nothing better than that. Like uh, I, I would also I'd throw in there. I guess just being in nature. I guess is, is not just necessarily just hiking, but like being at the beach. Uh, nothing beats that. Like if I can spend a day at the beach, I'll spend that over just about anything. Like I also love museums and stuff like that. So like anytime I get a chance to learn something new. Uh, I'm all about it, but, like, if there's a time that I can spend at a beach, I'm all for it. 100%. Also, um, speaking back to museums, because that's, I mean, hiking and being outside is a big, that's obviously a big Perfect Ten hobby for both of us, but what do you think are more often Perfect Ten museums? Art museums, natural history museums, or history museums? Uh, History. I mean, yeah. Just because, like, art museums, they always have, like, I, art is very, you know, like they say, it's subjective, or, or the famous phrase is, I don't know what art is, but I, I know it when I see it. Yep. Art can be very subjective, but, like, there are times when, like, I've been to the National Gallery, and they're, I, I've seen blank canvases, and they're like, this is a study in white. I'm like, no, it's a blank canvas, and this is not art, you know, but then... There are people like, well, you don't understand art, and I, I don't like that art can be used so much as a a bludgeon against people for like class or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not all into that. Plus, like, I don't know. I just don't feel any connection when I see a piece of art up close, but when I see like history up close, like I see. Oh, talk about perfect ten. I touched the Rosetta Stone, and that was a perfect ten moment. You know, to be able to, because like that's history, man. Like the reason we know what we know about Egypt and hieroglyphics is because of like the Rosetta Stone, and it, that's just amazing to me that that history has survived. And like w- when I go to see the pyramids someday, I'm sure I'll get the same feeling. And it's just a connection to humanity. So yeah history all day um i would probably go with um god that's hard to pick natural science and um earth science museums are so amazing I, i'm gonna start i'm gonna go with natural science just because i love the exhibits they have i love the way they turn science whether it's geography geology seismic you know i've been to so many different ones and often they change based on where you're at so you get to just see um, a different style or a different aspect of what makes our Earth special, what makes space unique. Something that's like amazing about natural history, whether it's um, an exhibit on the dinosaurs that once roamed that area with fossils that you can see and touch, or the ability to walk through the different layers of the sun. You know, I've seen so many amazing exhibits in natural history museums that i'm always upset when i go to a new town and i don't get to watch it 
I don't get to see it. Uh, that's I guess that's where I'm at for museums. And one last category before we get into um, into the, our official rankings. You and I grew up in a house that where gaming was important, whether it was um, organized sports, board games, um, video games, computer games. So looking at that, what are some of your perfect ten video games? Um, I'm gonna go with World of Warcraft. Um, video. If we're talking about video games, yeah, World of Warcraft, uh, Counter Strike, uh, this game called Firearms that nobody probably knows about, and then um, I'll also say Portal, and then lastly, uh, X, uh, X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Mm. Well, I didn't hate all of your selections, just most of them. <laughs> Uh, I'm for me game wise. I'm going back to my youth. Uh, Stratego, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Along oh, with... I thought we were just doing video games. No, I said that's, that's the reason why I said board games and all that other stuff, man. Oh, okay. Well then, I'm, I need to change my list. But go ahead. Uh, Stratego, uh, Risk, obviously a game that will make you hate your friends. Much better than that overrated game Monopoly. I'm going to go with Super Mario Brothers, the original. I had so... I've had so much fun playing that game. When it first came out, when we first got it in college, when we would do speed rounds for drinks, um, to even this Thanksgiving when I was in Kansas visiting uh, my wife's uh, nieces and nephews, uh, playing the original Super Mario Brothers and educating them on the warp zones and the tactics to not get hit and which creatures you can kill and which ones you can't. You know, it's Super Mario Brothers is super underrated. But last but not least, my underrated game, um, Dr. Mario, man. Dr. Mario and Tetris. Those games are so great, and most people don't appreciate how good they are. Because when we were in college, when I busted out my Super Nintendo... We used to have Dr. Mario challenges where, like, you know, you you play trying to beat a level faster than the other one. And it would always end up with, like, one or two people doing it being like, oh, this is, this is kind of fun. And then after a while, people would just be, like, dropping out of other games to try and challenge the champion, beat the champion, and then hold it for longer. Uh, Tetris, Dr. Mario, very underrated games. Um, one other thing. I don't really have too many perfect 10 computer games because I think many of them are flawed in various ways, even the ones I enjoy. Uh, but the old Quake 3 multiplayer and the Total Annihilation, ARM versus Core expansion, those are all perfect 10s for me. Mm -hmm. You want to add on to your games, Reg? Yeah, I just wanted to add, uh, I guess, Risk, which, which you already said. But, um, yeah, I mean... I love a good board game. In Monopoly, I'm a fan of Monopoly, and I don't care that I'm not one of those people who's like I'm gonna flip the board over. I like how Monopoly plays out. So no, that game gets dragged down. It's terrible. It's not terrible. I always hate when someone's like, "Let's play Monopoly." I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" I mean, I will play, but there at some point, I'm just like, I'm selling all my shit. I just and then I bounce out. It's like me and poker. Well, enough of that. We're going to very quickly do some, uh, just a couple of ratings, and then we are going to get out of here. Number one, Reg, give three perfect ten travel locations, if you have that many. And that will be really the, 
the thing about all these questions. We might not have three or five perfect whatever categories, but if we got them, give as many as you have. Okay. Um, Boston, I love that city. Um, London, specific, uh, yeah, London, and Washington, D.C. We're Drift Compatible with London. I said the Outer Banks of North Carolina and Seward Island uh, and Stewart Island in Florida, just north of West Palm. Amazing. Retirement uh, area, so it's not too loud. It's you know they're not spring breakers there. Great seafood, um, laid back area, and you can swim in the ocean just about year round. So, boom. Reg, give your three if you have them. Perfect ten drinks. Root beer, orange juice, and water. Gross. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's right, folks. I don't like root beer. Give me a Coke float. You're wrong. Oh, no, root beer float. Oh, my God. It's a root beer float all day. If you're going to do a float, it's got to be root beer float. Coca-Cola. Oh, that's so basic. You're basic. Root beer's basic. You're perfect 10 basic. Uh, my perfect 10 drinks are Mai Tais. Uh, I drink those things till the day. And and begins. I'll just keep on circling. Um, Irish coffee and ice cold Mexican Coke with that pure sugar cane and not that processed bullshit we have in America. If I go to a Mexican joint and they have it, I'm buying it. And if you don't believe me, buy a bottle of Coke, buy a bottle, a glass bottle of Mexican Coke, sip one, sip the other, and then throw the other Coke out. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me three perfect ten meals. Uh, crab, lasagna, and soba. Fuck. Those are good. Uh, hibachi chicken from Hibachi Express. Lobster and Singapore noodles from Lotus Cuisine. Get that shit. All right, two more categories before our closing question. Excuse me, three more categories. Reg, give five perfect ten albums. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go first because you keep going first. My five perfect ten albums. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Modest Mouse, Good News for People Who Love Bad News. Mumford & Sons, Sigh No More. Vessel from 21 Pilots, and of course, um, Demon Days by the Gorillas. Interesting. Um, my perfect 10, uh, Dave Matthews Band Every Day and Dave Matthews Band Before These Crowded Streets. Um, Graceland from Paul Simon. Oh, fuck. That's definitely a perfect 10. Yeah, Christmas Eve and Other Stories from Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and then Boys to Men 2. I rolled my eyes so hard at Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I don't care. This ain't your fucking album. list. Yeah. Two other albums that I just want to highlight because I forgot to put them on my list. Open Mike Eagles, Brick Body, Kids Still, Daydream, and Easy Star, All-Stars, Radio Dread. Those are amazing albums. Perfect tens for me. Uh, and uh, since I'm adding stuff on, The Mowgli's Waiting for the Dawn. That shit fills my heart with so much joy. Perfect ten. Uh, Reds, perfect ten movies. Uh, that's easy. As a person who loves movies... The question was, what am I not putting on there? But Rogue One... Oh, wait, where he did that? I already said. Let's say it again. Rogue One, Old Boy, Last of the Mohicans, Get Out, and Lucky Number 11. And in a movie that could have made that list, uh, but sadly didn't, and, and this is why I like thing about Perfect Tens is, you know, sometimes they change over time, but uh, the Indiana Jones movies, they... Hot take you know, incoming. Say it, Red. It's not a hot take per se, but years later, they don't really play out so well. Like, there, there are aspects of them that are very, very problematic, and it's hard to ignore those when, you know, 
given what we know. So like, I, I think that's why like sometimes a perfect 10 changes over time. I agree a hundred percent. There are that those movies are problematic in many a ways. Misogyny being a big one. Racism. Uh, racism too. <laughs> uh, straight up racism. Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. Yeah, that shit. Not, not cool. That kid didn't have to talk like that. Right. Um, <laughs> My five perfect ten movies, and again, I was with you, what's not making it? Uh, The Dark Knight, The Matrix, Star Wars New Hope, V for Vendetta, and The Lion King. Respectable. Nothing wrong with any of those movies. They're all perfect. All of them perfect. I almost put The Last Samurai on there, but then I stopped doing crack. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Last but not least for our rankings... Give your five perfect ten books, if you have five. Uh, World War Z, Edith Hamilton's Mythology, because that's one of the books that got me into reading. Uh, the Iliad, The Odyssey, and then uh, Kingdom Come from DC, which is a graphic novel, but it's like one of my favorite graphic novels of all time. Of all time! Um, my perfect... My Five perfect ten books include The Hyperion Cantos from Dan Simmons, uh, Punisher Max, World War Z, uh, Batman Hush, and last but not least, John Scalzi's The Old Man's War. Those are all perfect, perfect, perfect books. Ones when I'm just like, I need to read something I know I'm going to love. Those are the books I go to. Um, all right, well, that gets us to our final question and gets us right out of this uh, mini mode. Reg, I asked you, or I asked us, to build a perfect 10 day. Now, you can go as deep into it as you want to, or not, um, but what is your perfect 10 day, and do you want me to go first, or you want to go first? I can go first. Uh, my perfect 10 day, um, wake up, have a nice little breakfast, that that perfect breakfast that I don't need to repeat, but uh, probably have that, um, then spend some time at the beach. Uh, matter of fact, probably a lot of time at the beach. It might just be a beach day. And then, you know, included in that time at the beach is some, some grilling out, some, uh, you know, beach games, things like that. Um, then at the end of the day, uh, a little hangout with some friends, maybe watch a movie, but definitely a little game night is going on and, uh, a nice dinner, seafood, some little surf and turf. And, and that would be a perfect day. Well, it sounds like our perfect 10 days aren't too far off. For me, I wake up and eat that perfect 10 um, breakfast. Uh, And even if I didn't eat that perfect 10 breakfast, uh, waffles with bacon and eggs would be fine. That's That would be like, if I'm eating that, I'm like, this is going to be a good day. Uh, I'm with you. Give me the beach. Uh, Preferably, you know, I love singing beach up here in Manchester, Massachusetts. Uh, but I would love to be in the Outer Banks, you know, a bunch of my friends are there, some of my college buddies, some of my northern folks have come down for a holiday weekend, and we body surf, we grill out on the beach, we drink, we play, uh, games like, you know, ladder ball and cornhole and horseshoes, we body surf so much, we drink a bunch, but we then, you know... You gotta hydrate so you can be sober enough to drive home. And from there, we get home, everyone showers up, takes a break, we take some shots, we crack some bottles of champagne, and then we're grilling out. Ribs, burgers, hot dogs, 
um, lobster for feeling fancy. And we end the night sort of, you know, just in a gigantic fun house where there's a projection screen outside with a fire. There are people playing beer pong on the deck. There are people playing video games and on one of the floors. And when you're ready to go to sleep, you know, you just maybe you get in a hammock. Maybe you get in a lounger or maybe you just find the way to make it to bed. You pass out knowing that you're going to do it all over again tomorrow. That's my perfect 10 day. Oh, and my dogs are there too. And they're allowed on the beach. That would make it perfect 10. But I think that's it for our mini mode, guys. Uh, I hope this was short enough. As always, we hope you enjoyed uh, the show. Let us know what your perfect 10 day is. And let us know what some of your perfect 10 items and experiences are. Maybe it's a location like a concert venue. Maybe it's your favorite book. Maybe it's an experience you had with your family members, you know, learning how to fly fish with your father or learning how to knit with your grandmother. Whatever it is, let us know. We want to hear. Um, but in conclusion, per usual, as we often say, whether you're first or whether you're last, at least you're on the list. You've been listening to Getting Ranked, a Brother to Brother podcast production. I am your host, Tempe WMF, or at least I was, as this is the end of the show. You can find me on Twitter at Tempe WMF, that's T-E-M-P-I-W-M-F, and on Instagram at the same. Check out the podcast Twitter page at Getting Ranked PC, and check out my other show, Brother to Brother. Also, a shout out to Rujay, who produced the beat for the opening theme, which you're listening to now, and a big thanks to Bucho aka at Aubrey underscore T22, who spit hot fire on that intro. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review. And until next time, remember, you may not be first, but at least you're on the list.